Welcome to the Daytime Confidential Podcast, brought to you by DaytimeConfidential.com. On today's show, we discuss Brandon Buddy leaving one life to live. Is Stacy Hajduk out at YNR? Eric is rescued on All My Children. Reed has to choose between his career and Luke on As the World Turns. B&B pulls off another great Friday cliffhanger. The Hortons continue to gather on days, and Michael returns home on General Hospital. All this and much more on today's show, so stay tuned. Welcome. Hello. Reagan, welcome back from vacation. Hi. People didn't even know you were gone, but you were, and we're glad to have you back. Because yes. she is a class act. She don't do no farewell speeches like these daytime busters. <laughs> well, I, you know, I meant to in the last spoiler post. I did say, hey, I'm going to be gone for like, a week, and I totally forget. Was this going to be an exclusive, like everybody else, the exclusive? Well, then I come back the to farewell like, tour. I came yeah. back to full inbox, and I was like, oops. <laughs> well, uh, let's talk about a departure at One Life to Live. Brandon Buddy tweeted that he has decided not to re-sign with One Life to Live. Reagan, is this a blow to the One Life to Live teen storyline or young adult storyline? You know, I think so. I think a lot of One Life to Live fans hoped to see star and cole kind of be that couple that kind of stood stood together through the times and um i don't know i'm really i'm kind of sad we watched him kind of grow from this struggling newbie to uh, a guy that could hold his own against people like uh trevor st john and cassie DePiva and you know some of the big weeks of daytime and so I'm sad to see him go, and you know, if they recast, you know, I, I it's it's always hard with a recast when you get so attached to the person that originated the role and and um, who you've fallen kind of in love with as the character. It kind of makes sense, though. I mean, I guess that maybe we should have seen it with this James character coming on and them immediately signing him to a contract. So I guess we maybe should have seen the writing on the wall that Star and Cole weren't the forever end that everybody was hope, hoping they would be. Or Star and Cole at least with Brandon Buddy in the role. Yeah, exactly. Jillian, uh, Reagan's right. We have watched um, Brandon Buddy grow up when he first started. Needless to say, there were he wasn't the greatest of actors, but over time he has grown up, and I think it's safe to say he is one of One Life to Live success stories in terms of growth and acting. Would you like to see the role recast, and if so, with who, and have, what's the latest you've heard about it? This is going to be a blow because Star and Cole are a very popular ca- uh, couple on One Life to Live, you know, and it's all due to the success of the chemistry between Kristen Alderson and Brandon Buddy. This isn't one life's fault. I guess Buddy just wants to spread his wings. He's still young, you know. He wants to get out there while he while the going's good. So they have to do what they have to do. I mean, some people have been buzzing because on Twitter, actor Evan Alex Cole, some fans may know him as he played the role of Hunter on As the World Turns. Hunter turned out to be Emily's Shot. Son. Yeah, Emily's son. The actor tweeted on, he 
posted on Twitter that he was going in for a contract role on One Life to Live. And a lot of people, with the timing of his tweet and Brandon Buddy's, a lot of people are wondering if he is going, if he's going in for Brandon Buddy's role. Because, I mean, One Life to Live would have to recast... They have to recast Cole. I mean, if they don't recast Cole, there is no point in Marty being there, in my opinion. And they oh, yeah. need to get rid of Marty. Oh, absolutely. If, if Cole is not there, they I, have to hey, get Marty. That's what you are saying. That's what he's saying. I'm not saying anything at all. I, you know, I do agree. Hold up I now. agree with that. I mean, yeah, I, think I do Marty's agree with that. A bit of a as it is, so. Yeah, the second time around, well, the third time. No, the second, because I don't, I don't count that Christina Chambers chick. Yeah, the second <laughs> time around, it wasn't really good. But, yeah, like, Marty's, not, Marty's been a bust. But Christina I, Chambers should never get a role in daytime. Kind of like, early fans again. don't count Jennifer Bransford at all. No, I don't, I, I, don't, I don't count Carl on GH, no. But, yeah, like, that, this is what buzz if Evan Alex is going out for the role. One Life to Live is going to have to fill that void. I mean, how are they going to explain? I know Ron can pull it off and explain it in a good way, but it'll just be out of left field for fans. You know what I'm saying? It won't be this... If they don't recap. Right. It'll just be like this big... It'll just be like, you know, where'd this come from? You know what I mean? Let's let's talk a little bit more about what happened on One Life to Live this last week. I was ecstatic because Todd found out about Taya's illness and they had some of the best scenes this week when he went with her to the hospital during the tests and bribed the lady to let him listen in on the test and he was trying to make her smile as she was in the big machine. Loved it. You mean the MRI it. machine? The MRI machine. Oh I wasn't sure God. if it was a cat scan. I wasn't sure if it was cat scan or MRI. So I you just did a cat sh- scan in an MRI, don't you? Now, I didn't go to med school, but isn't that what you do? No, they're two separate tests. Oh, I thought, don't you go in the MRI machine to get a CAT scan, though? Mm-mm, no, they're two separate oh. machines. Oh, okay. okay. See, and I wasn't sure which machine it was, so I'm just saying. Well, I don't machine. know. What I love about that storyline is the fact that we get to see the empathetic side of Todd, which we rarely get to see opposite of other characters. But with Taya, he just seems to have empathy and there's humanity to Todd and I love that. Reagan, what do you think? I just love how tender he gets with her and I I mean, I'm just one of those fans that loves Trevor St. John in this role and I know that there are people out there that still want Roger to come back and I can hear less. I was one of them fans up until a point. I guess, you know, Roger's like I want to stick with this sinking ship that is as the world turns, but whatever. Yeah, I could care less if he comes back. I love Trevor St. John. I loved every moment of him this week from the camera panning over the crowd at graduation and he has his face in his hand asleep. I loved every moment of him this week, especially with Taya. Um, they, you know, they're just that couple that as much as I'm not a huge fan of them, you can't <gasps> help but like them. And I'm really not. I'm just, I'm really not a big fan of them. But they're just one of those pairings that whether you like them or not, you can't help but like them and sort of root for them a little bit. Another question for you. Um, Jessica Alicia debuted this last week. What would you think of her? You know, I have no... As someone who'd never watched her on Guiding Light. I have no history with her at all. So for me, she was just a actress that I've known because of the site and because of Guiding Light who came in as a newer character's mom who did an okay job. That's really how I, I saw her as. I think that Jessica Kalicha did a 
okay job. I think she's improved since her time at Guiding Light, but I'm looking forward to seeing where this developed because some fans are speculating that she might have a connection to the Ford brothers. So I'd be interested to see how that turns out. You know, uh, I, why, a lot of people are saying that they, she could be their mother. I'd rather see her be like their sister or something. She's too young to be their mother. If she is, then she was popping them out really young. Yeah. Uh, Maybe she's Jillian. that other boy's mother. Um, isn't, isn't she supposed to be that other kid's mother? She's Nate's mother. Right. Why would you want them to be the Ford's mother? That's what a lot of people. Well, are no, that's what that's a, oh. a lot of people are. I'd rather like oh. maybe see her be like Ford's one of the Ford's sister or something if they're going to connect her to Ford brothers. The reason why they're speculating that is because she stared at um, Ford's picture in the in the paper for a really long time, so they're expect, speculating that there might be a connection. Jillian, this last weekend actually, uh, word came out that Stacy Hyduke might be leaving the Young and the Restless, a fan site for Stacey Hyduk, uh reported that her contract was not picked up again. No. If this turns out... Uh, if this turns out... Pardon me? I said, no way. Sorry. Well, you don't turns, know, wait, wait, you don't even watch the show. I don't even watch it, but yeah. I know how crazy you guys are about her. Let's just say it. This definitely has to stand, because for someone who doesn't even watch the show, yeah, see? Well, what do you think, Jillian? Well, I mean, I think... If I'm not mistaken, I mean, someone will correct me on the site. Shout out to the DC readers. But I think this is the site that broke the news that she was coming to YNR in the first place. Now, I'm not knocking them. I'm not doubting them because we haven't heard anything from YNR or anybody yet. But if, and I say this is, if this is true, you think the gripes that I had about YNR is harsh? This is going to be child's play. It's really going to be child's play. I'm just thinking to myself, Maria's going to let one of the hottest actresses in daytime go, a woman that carried, dominated, and crushed storylines, even if it was a shit fest. I mean, when the dumbass storylines were going on, what was the main thing that we all agreed on, that everybody agreed on? Even though the storylines sucked, Stacey Hyduke made it worth watching. It wasn't anything, you know, it wasn't one of those cocky asses, things that Maria and Hogan likes to say in, you know, their interviews. It wasn't their great storylines that they like to say, we'll never guess, you know. Readers alike, the same online readers that Maria and Hogan dismiss, all agree that it was all Stacy. And I'm just wondering, you know, I have a feeling if this is true, why they're getting rid of Stacy. I have a feeling. I won't say why. I don't want to say anything yet. I don't want to jump the gun yet, but I just have a sneaky suspicion on why they would, but, you know. Well, what did you think of Jamie's suggestion of her going to Days oh, of Our well, Lives as a kick-ass Kristen Blake? Because uh, when I read that, I was like, um, well, that would be awesome. Jamie and I spoke about that before, so that wasn't the first time I heard about that. I mean, I've, you know, we were talking about that, and I was like, yeah, she'd be really good. And I was like, her and James Scott again on TV, and James like, you know, for a minute, Jamie had a blank. He was like, what do you mean? I'm like, remember they were on his mother and son on all my they were, I don't I don't believe they were on together. Well, they were. She, she portrayed his mother, but the, I don't believe they were ever on. He was already on Days when they okay. brought Hannah back. Yeah, but anyways, but you get what I'm saying, you know, they would play, they would be really good. I mean, and then someone on Twitter was like, you know, I don't want to call them out, but they were like, you know, maybe they should put Stacey Hyduke on recurring and trot Patty out every now and again as a redeemed Patty. Look, I'm not knocking you what you think. That's that's your opinion, but not for nothing. But that would be 
me personally, I think that would be dumb for Wyatt to do because what would the incentive for Stacey Hyduk to be if I was Stacey Hyduk and Wyatt was like, well, we'll put you on a current and trot you out. I would tell Wyatt F you and have a good day. I mean, she, if Ken, if Ken Corday and Gary Tomlin had any sense, if this is true, they would snatch her up because she would be a badass Kristen. I mean, a lot of people keep saying, oh, that's Eileen's role. If y'all aren't paying attention, Eileen's not coming back. Eileen is not going back to days. She's not going back today, so, you know, certain people can keep roles hostages, but this is not one of them. Like, Eileen's not going back. Stacy needs to go. I mean, I just think this is just all shades of wrong. Like, Stacey Heidi carried a lot of storyline. Everything was centered around her character, and they're going to get rid of her. That makes no sense at all. If Weiner has to trim the fact, because we know their budget is bloated, they should go somewhere else. And... I think well, Sony should just play Red Rover and snatch her, and if that's the case with the butt, you know what I'm saying? They just need to play Red Rover and snatch her up, and, you know, it's a lot of people. Put her on days. It's a lot of people over there, I think, that should just leave. Like, people keep her like, you know, Melody Thomas Scott, like, they had Greg Foster on. A lot of people didn't realize that she was married, uh, Nikki was married to Greg Foster. I'm like, she needs to go. Like, she, I can see where she could go now. She can go to all my children as Liza. She could replace that Jamie Luna. She could go to One Life as Tina Lord. Like, someone needs to interview her and see what's going on. But I digress. Jillian, what did you think of the the cliffhanger with Jill showing up at Lauren's door we all, after having talked to Snapper? We all know what it's for. We already, we already broke that on the podcast. She's Lauren's sister. She's a Fenmore. I mean... What did Jess Walton do to be in Gloria's orbit? Ew. I'm glad she wouldn't relate it to Gloria. Thank the Lord. Well, she is in some sort of capacity, but... I mean, this is going to be really interesting to see played out. I mean, two femme fatales like Jill and Lauren being related. This is going to be very interesting to see played out. So, who knows? I mean... mm. In other big YNR news, um, YNR is casting Eric Roberts. What do you think? I think YNR is so desperate. This is not a knock, again, let me preface. This is not a knock on Eric Roberts. This is a knock on YNR. YNR is so desperate and pathetically scrambling up something to upstage GH's move with James Franco. It's becoming sad and tragic. Magic. There's nothing wrong with Eric Roberts. I think Eric Roberts is a good actor. I liked him. He was in one of my favorite movies, The Specialist. I mean, he's a good guy. It's just like a why are you going there move. It's not like YNR that we knew 10 or 15 years ago with good storyline. I mean, 10 or 15 years ago when shows would stunt cast, YNR wouldn't even ruffle their feathers because their storylines trumped any soap star guest. Their attitude would have been... If this was 10 or 15 years ago, they would have been like, so what if Frank goes on GH? Our viewers tune in to see intricate and well-written storytelling. But now, Warner is so hard up to get Entertainment Week, to get an Entertainment Weekly, you know. I'm just waiting for them breaking news. Warner cast the pound puppies to help Victor take on a song <laughs> syndicate. You know, I mean, Hasselhoff makes perfect sense because he started there. He has history there. But all these other insequential people like Sean Young being some funky barmaid and this cat being like Adam's lawyer. It just doesn't make any sense. They are so hard up now to like Trump GH and Trump other soaps. It's becoming pathetic and desperate. So 
Well, mm. let's talk. Let's talk about B and B, which has not been desperate as of late. In the past That's three weeks, cool. they have they have had two of my favorite Friday cliffhangers. First came Oliver and Brooke having sex, which was a shocker, and this Friday it ended with. Stephanie shooting Stephen in the shoulder, walking up to him, pointing the gun at his head, and as he's looking up to her, she says, say hi to Beth, and it goes (gasps) black. It was awesome. It was freaking awesome. Whatever Brad Bell is doing there for Friday cliffhangers, he has got this sucker down. Don't encourage that man. Don't encourage him. I'm loving it. What do you think? I bet you you would. I mean, well, this is Susan Flannery. She's another one that also goes to the, who's also from the shit the sugar school. I mean, we all know sometimes Brad has these pockets of moments in time where he can pull off something real good. Let's just hope he keeps up. He can do that all the time. It shouldn't be a cliffhanger every time, every Friday he does something good. It should be all across the board that he does something well. Stephanie is the she just don't play when it comes to her kin. She does not play that. So Stephen should have expected to get popped like a weasel. I have a feeling this is going to end up being a fantasy. There's no way she'd point a gun at someone's head in cold blood and off them. Um, are you? No what are you? Okay. Yeah. There's no way they're going to have her be do that. I mean, it's one thing to injure him, but yeah, no. I Maybe she so. did injure him. Maybe he moved at the last minute and he so got he hit or something. Like, he said he's got Matrix moves going on. What are you talking about? Anyway, maybe he did move at the last minute and he got popped somewhere else. Who knows? But you'll do anything. You will do and just about damn near anything if someone messes with your family. And that's stuck. That has always been Stephanie. Ugh, Stephanie. Stephanie's M.O. That's always been her mantra. So just don't shock me at all. I mean, you're a newbie to soaps, technically. So, of course, this would shock you. But just don't shock me. This is all in her realm. In other B&B news, Nick, or Aggie told Nick that Owen's the father of Bridget's baby. Where do you think this is headed from here? And what do you think? I think this is headed towards the whole Aggie, Nick, get down and dirty thing. And I think, you know, Jackie better find a new man. Because it seems like they may be putting Owen and Bridget together. I mean, they should. That would be the money couple right there. Who couldn't see where this is going? I mean, the writing was on the wall from the get-go from when Aggie started clinging to Nick. So, whatever. But it's about time that Nick found out. I'm like, good God. Like, well, by comparison to some pregnancies where you don't find out until the kid's, what, 10? Well, this is this moving. Is, this is going, moving pretty fast. Well, that's B&B's mantra, too. Like, them bells like to move everything at lightning speed over there at those studios. I mean, you know, I'm like, they're throwing her a shower this fast. They're doing all these things so fast. Like, that's just their mantra. I guess they're building up for something else. I just hope it pays off pretty well. But I don't mind, um... What's his face finding out about that kid? I mean, I really don't want Nick and Bridget to be together anyways. I know they have a huge following, but I always liked he I always liked Nick being with Brooke. You would think that's where they would go with that instead of them always doing this tried and true storyline with Bridget. I mean, I never thought this is just my personal police. I never thought that they were the end all, the be all type of couple, so I'm just glad they're gonna break up. I hope so. Please. Well, end all be all couples. Reagan, Erica was rescued by Jack. Eh, I'm kind of over Erica and Jack. 
I kind of want <laughs> Erica and Crystal to. Erica and Crystal. Or I'm sorry, Jack and Crystal. <laughs> oh, Erica and Crystal. That would be quite the couple. That is something that Erica hasn't done, if I'm not mistaken. <laughs> You had me like, I'm what? tired. I was on vacation. I'm still in vacation mode. <laughs> no, I kind of want Jack and Crystal. Uh, but I don't know. Then that means Erica and this mountain man. And I don't really like this mountain man thing. Who's a coonie? Well, there's, rumor, there's rumors he might be sticking around much I longer. I know. <laughs> he's stick- he is sticking around. He's going to can't get Erica out of his mind. and blah, Well, blah, there's blah. also a Portland connection, possibly. Yeah. Well, I don't mind him. He's a good actor. I mean, it's not that he's a good actor. I just don't like the whole stupid storyline. You know, it's like she's Erica Kane and she'd, you know, break free of him and then, oh, fall in a pit. She'd get get a gun on him and, oh, fall in a pit or pass out. You know, it's like, whatever. And then, oh, here comes Jackson and just happens upon the cabin and there's Erica. Oh, she saved I mean, it's just stupid. I don't know. <laughs> okay, well, uh, what did you think of Christina Bennett Lynn's debut as Bianca? Honestly, you know I'm really hard on recasts. Anybody yeah, who's, know. <laughs> who's heard me the last few <laughs> weeks. Um, she wasn't that bad. A little too much with the uh, enunciation, I think, and it's probably her background. Um, oh, the theater. Oh, yeah. But other than that, um, I don't think she was all that bad. I think from the get-go, kind of made the character a little bit her own. And maybe um, that wasn't such a bad thing for her. You know, Eden Regal had that really soft, kind um, Bianca. And she seems to be coming across this really strong type of Bianca. So... I'm not going to slap her on the hand just yet. I mean, I think she's doing an okay job. So I Somewhere, don't... Chad Duell is sitting somewhere saying, what the <laughs> fuck? Why is she going easy on this broad? Because, <laughs> um, you know, I love Eden. Do not get me wrong. But sorry, Chad, you kind of like walk in the day after Drew walked so, out and you... I uh, guess what it's in your because you know eden's been gone for a while the transition is a little bit easier is that what you're saying you know eden's been gone for a while and drew was phenomenal and i'm not saying eden wasn't because eden was bianca but christina is not doing a terrible job and sorry i don't think chad's even doing i mean at first i didn't chad has improved he has and let's use this as a transition to general hospital chad has been improving week by week he's improving but the problem with that is you see it here and there it's not a consistent improvement for me you see it like in certain scenes and then you're back to uh, god here we go again so if I can get some consistent improvement, I probably won't be on this hate train, but okay. I, I'm still, well, I'm, st- I want that day where I forget how much I liked Drew and then I won't be on. I'm pretty this- sure GH wants you to forget how much you like Drew. <laughs> I'm pretty sure GH wants everybody to forget how much they liked Drew. <laughs> but- well, Michael returned home on Friday. Where do you think things are headed here now that Dante's his guardian? Oh, well, he's going to walk in on 
Lulu and Dante having sex. Of course. But when is. you don't have a bedroom, I mean, that's bound to happen when you have that's, a house. Yeah, when you're in a loft. <laughs> I, I don't I think that's just more to feed into this whole Sonny and Dante thing. Um, you know, I'm never a fan of this whole show focusing around one character and that seems to be the rut GH always gets into. It's been like Dante, 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 Dante. Yeah. Michael, 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 Sonny, Sonny, Sonny. You know, they have a huge cast that could. Now, and now they have three. Yeah. Dante, Sonny, Michael, Dante, Sonny, yeah. Michael, Dante, Sonny, Michael. And then Franco. <laughs> yeah. And yeah. now it's going to go Franco, Jason, Franco, Jason, Franco, Jason. You know, they use your cast. I mean, he's got, Guza has such tunnel vision it's like, go get your eyes checked and make sure your peripheral vision works. You know, it's so ridiculous. You just spread it out a little bit, you know. You, it, that's why your viewers get a little bored. You're you're too focused on the same characters all the time. I mean, I'm not even a Sam fan, and she popped up on screen the other day. I'm like, oh, hey, Sam, yay. Somebody different for a What? 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 Shut your mouth. Did you really somebody different for a change but Did then you, uh, it was the same damn uh, conversation with her and jason the one day and then you know she gets to see michael the other day and is like well where's jason like, so oh, will this so now that dante has got michael out of prison will this curb carly's revenge plot no <laughs> okay no well go I, I also want to add that oil slick yeah <laughs> Speaking of spreading it, what do you think of Christina spreading her wigs and um, oh, using Johnny using Johnny to infuriate Sonny? I kind of like that storyline. My roommate hates it. I'm with your roommate. She gets she needs to stop. <laughs> I kind of like it though. It I, I think maybe I like it because it's something different and it's getting some airtime as opposed to Dante Dante Michael Michael. But um, I kind of like it. And it, and see, it's my, probably because it's my, just something different. I just my problem with this. Oh, go ahead, Jillian. I just don't like it because I'm like my thing is you know this girl knows that her father is going to be is gunning for this kid. It's like haven't you done enough? Like no, when no. she blamed Ethan for beating up on her and Sonny went gunning for him. It's like she. It's like Christina is a contradiction to herself and what she wants to do. You know what I'm saying? Like, she says she's not for Sonny's world. She's against his violence. But then you're inciting it by spending time with someone that you know your father wants to kill. It's like, it's like you can't have it both ways. You don't want Sonny to be this bloodthirsty, but you're going after someone who knew that who knew and didn't do a damn thing when your brother got shot and was laid up in the hospital? So but she's, she's such, also seventeen. She's also a tw- she's a seventeen year old twit that she needs. Like I was so glad Olivia told her about her ass. I was. Woo, oh, I was, that was that was a great scene. Like it's, Lisa Lo Cicero is on fire. Yeah, like someone great. needs to sit down. Like yes, we all know that Christina was abused and all that jazz, but that still doesn't give her carte blanche to act like a bitch to everyone. Like I'm sick and tired of her and that mouth. Like you know, Sonny's walking on eggshells because you know her dad's abusive. My you know he does these things. It's like little girl, you need someone to shake you up and to tell you about yourself real yeah. quick. 
my problem with this storyline is, well, maybe it's not a problem, but my issue with this storyline is the only person who I've ever thought that Ethan had chemistry with with was Christina. Christina. (laughs) And now they're pulling out, now they're pulling out this card of she's 17 and that's legal in New York. And I'm thinking to myself, where the hell is Ethan? Because I don't like Ethan. I do not like him at all, but I like him with Christina. And it's like, I'm at this point, I'm like, Okay, maybe we need a jailbait triangle, John. No, Christina. <laughs> no. Then yes. it's legal in New York, no. according to them. So no, we are going to reconnect a little bit, and then I think Brooklyn and Johnny are going to hook up. I'm just they're, saying, they're, when you look at what they're currently doing, I was like, I thought to myself, that would be a jailbait triangle. But, but boy, if, if she's legal, that according to how their premise is working, then why not? Yeah, because like, yeah, in New York, I think the age of consent is six. Well, they're they're saying seventeen. Yeah, seventeen. Re- yeah, but um. Well, GH well, rarely researches, so they right. So I think it's, <laughs> yeah, I think the legal age of consent is sixteen. I watch a lot of Law and Order, so you know. But um, <laughs> they keep harping on that on SVU too. So, but I, they're not gonna do the Ethan thing because they try to put push Ethan up on that fire chicken. Yeah, but I like Ethan, I like Maya with Lucky. Even when Ethan took even when Ethan took Christina home and they were sitting on the couch, I and just talking about what she's doing, I enjoyed those scenes with her and Ethan. Ethan, She's the only character that has made Ethan watchable for me. I don't know about that, but I mean, no. If Ethan had any sense, he would stay far away from that child. I mean, she almost caught he almost caught a bullet because of her. Like I agree, (laughs) but that but that's part of the appeal. The fact that they had this terrible thing happen. yeah, nothing says love and like someone putting a hit out on you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Let's talk about days of our lives for a bit. You know, Jillian, after last week's podcast, I started to notice more and more what Jamie was talking about, how Alice's status keeps changing by the moment. And it's really bad and really bad. Oh, she's improved really bad, really bad. Oh, she's improved. What are you thinking of all this? I, it, does it feel to you like they're dragging this out too much? Because I'm sort of beginning to get that sense. It's like we've had the promos for this wonderful uh, event that is going to be taking place in honor of Alice since what May, and now we're all June is almost all over, and it seems like we've been promoting it and promoting it and promoting it, and now it's being drug out a lot. I guess they want to, you know, do something big in honor of um, Francis Reed, and I'm not knocking that, but. Dana's execution is not really that great. I mean, she it's like it's schizo over there. Like one minute Alice is not making it, next minute yeah, she recognized Luke today. She was like, "What's up, Luke?" It, it, it's a little schizo. It's like one minute someone else is writing it, and the next minute Dina's writing it. It's like it needs to be consistent. So I guess they're doing the big drag out because they want to get all the favorites back into town, and that's fine. I'm I'm cool with that, but yeah, the inconsistency on that show. I mean, I'm loving the show, but it's a little, you know, scatterbrained over there. So one of my favorite moments this last week was when uh, Julie was talking with Sammy about her living in the Demira Mansion. Loved it because it was like Julie goes, listen. I've I've um, been dealing with the Demiris since before you were born, and she says I think you're making a mistake. Ed, it those scenes when you have those cross generational moments, especially between two characters as iconic as Julie and Sammy have become, 
loved it, loved it, loved it. They don't have anybody to talk to Sammy as like a mother figure. I mean, uh, Marlene is gone. True. She's a smoke on the wheel, according to Ken Corday. And Ma Brady comes out every now and again. She's like the Nikki Newman over there. She comes out every mm. now and again to pour tea. I mean, hmm. And hopes turning into silk stockings. Um, oh. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! Like, okay, Dina should have just. She just. Oh, she's another one in interviews. I don't understand. It's some Sony people. Between her and Maria Bell, when they go and do interviews, it's like, where are the PR people to say, okay, that's enough? Because they just make the most outlandish quotes and say the things that you just don't want to know. I'm, ugh. I was watching something on TV late at night, some medical thing, and that's where I came up with this idea for hope. Ugh. I think that this Hope storyline is doing a disservice to Christian Alfonso. I think it's doing a disservice to Peter Reckel. And I think that it is the... the ambient storyline. Yes! yes. And the halo effect of it is doing nothing to help Crystal Chappelle. uh, Crystal Chappelle is being woefully wasted on this show, and her storyline is bombing, too. Well, I mean... It's just unfortunate. I mean, see, that's another thing. Like, a lot of people with this whole Alice, you know, with Alice dying, someone on the blog said, you know... Carly should be there because history, if you remember Day's history, Carly was, they considered Carly a little bit family there because they loved that fact that Carly um, helped Bo, you know, raise Sean D and get over Hope. But at the same time, this is one thing I could give Day slack, uh, some, I could cut them some slack. Carly is dating their family members husband or soon to be ex so that would be insensitive but Dina's just messed up Carly's return in my opinion she's made her too much Olivia and not enough Carly she made her Olivia from Guiding Light and not enough Carly I mean this whole everybody in the Amen. everybody from the everybody in the town hates Carly she's like a scarlet letter woman it should have been it would have been great and she's done nothing no she's she... done nothing to get it that's what I wrote my column while back this Carly character is the villain in every single scenario and as of yet, she has done nothing she hasn't to become that. Hope, you know, this would have been a good storyline if they had the town entirely divided. If they had said, you know, if the Bradys, of course, the Bradys would back Bo, but, you know, they've also known Hope since she was a little girl. It would be good if they were conflicted or if Ma Brady told Hope, you know, Hope, you know, I've always been a fan of you and Bo. I always wanted you two together since you were kids, but you did leave Bo. You left him. You left the door open, and she helped raise your son. And this was the love of his life after you left. They got they got married in a commitment ceremony. It would be good if the whole town was, like, divided on their loyalties instead of making Carly, like, you know, the Scarlet Letter woman. It's just, Dina just missed the ball on this whole thing, and I just, I don't know. Let's talk about As the World Turns for a little bit. Jillian, do you think that Reed should choose his career or Luke? Child, according to Nuke fans, you better choose that career, boy. <laughs> Nuke fans are not fooling with that. I mean, I don't know. I don't know who Reed, you know, I'm not, I'm, well, I, I'm not gonna go there to talk. Okay, I will. I'll just say no. it. Luke and Noah were young love, and Reed and Luke are more of an adult love, and I think that this storyline is playing out well. Call, let me fall in the Reed and Luke camp. 
I think that they're doing well. But it, the thing that I hate about this, though, is that it's another example of As the World Turns using yet another external th- issue to pose a speed bump for Luke being with someone as opposed to it actually being a third-party romantic love interest. When Luke and Noah were a couple or trying to be a couple, it was his father or his mother or or Luke's father. I mean, I'm sorry, Noah's father or Noah's mother that was causing problems. I mean, how many times do we see someone get shot or paralyzed or whatever? And now it's like with Luke and Reed, it's, oh, you can't be together because of this hospital deal that's going on. It's like, come on, why can't it just be a full-fledged Luke, Reed, Noah triangle and have Luke be conflicted. It should be a triangle because I'm, you know, the only person who should be like kicking themselves right now or in having some sort of issue is Noah. Noah left. Noah dumped Luke. I mean, what do you think? Luke was going to light a candle and sit at that window waiting for him like he was Pilar Lopez Fitzgerald? No, like he went out on dates. Luke saw him went out on dates. Luke tried and Luke is like, okay, I'm going to go out on a date too. Like, yeah, the, the the hospital thing is, yeah, again, like, as the world turns, you're going off the air, at least you should go off the air, you know, with a bang or with good, so people could say, at least in their last days, they went out with good storytelling. This is just, like, plot-driven, in my opinion. They should just, they should let the storyline play out. Like, I agree with you with that. They should, like, Luke be like, you know, Noah and I have been together thick and thin, but Reed just brings his other side out and me and da 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 da, but c'est la vie. Well, Vienna's bringing Katie's other side out in her. Vienna convinced Katie to help her switch a paternity test this last week, or fake a paternity test, I should say. I'm sort of liking Chris and Katie together. Daniel Cosgrove and Terry Calabino do have chemistry, but but what in the hell? Why? Taping's supposed to end here any day now on this show. And we're no closer to having Katie with Chris if that's the end game. We're no closer to having Carly with Jack if that's the end game. We're no, no closer to Henry and Barbara if that's the end game. We're no closer to Luke and whichever, Reed or Noah, and whichever those may be the end game. Lily and Holden, no closer. It's it's like stuff needs to start wrapping up. This show is ending. Honor its history. And we haven't had any mention of Helen Wagner in the context of any type of memorial mm-hmm. yet. There is so much that needs to be done yet, and there's no time. Time is running out. Like sand through the hourglass. Well, this hourglass is almost empty. Get to, Get your act together. You can say the big word, Luke. You can say ass. Say it. Get your ass together. No, no I meant to say act. I did not meant to say ass. <laughs> it would make sense to get your ass together. Uh, on that note, we would encourage you to comment on this episode at daytimeconfidential.com. Follow us on Twitter, twitter.com slash dcconfidential. And find us on Facebook and add us as a friend there. Also, be sure to t- tune in to our sister podcast, Pop Confidential. You can find it at pop- twitter.com slash popconfidential. And we're also on Facebook with it as well. Well, we thank you for listening. Until next time, so long. Later.